welcome back to Atypical Talk. This is a podcast where we have conversations that illuminate the intersection of faith, culture, and the common spaces of our humanity. I'm Abby. I'm Allison. And I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> mm, nice try. That didn't work. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> trying to think of something. No, I'm Joel. Joel. <laughs> our first question today is, what are you streaming? We've talked about this a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's changing all the time. So, Joel, what are you streaming right now? Um, not much. Uh, it's football season, so after I get home from work on Sundays, I'm trying to watch the Colts, um, and my son Jack is he is obsessed with football right now, so he'll watch a little bit of NFL, then he wants to watch YouTube videos of like kids playing football, and then about 10 minutes after that, we're on the living room, hardwood floor, and he wants to tackle me and practice <laughs> playing football. So, it's a lot of football. I'm also watching the latest Star Wars show, Ahsoka, and that's my can't miss tv it comes out on tuesdays i try to catch it on wednesday night um and try to stay awake uh, to watch it and i I don't mean that because it's boring just yeah uh, just our kids are a lot life is a lot uh but really enjoying it it's got a lot of good star wars nostalgia telling a cool new kind of story with that nostalgia so i'm enjoying that as i am a geek (laughs) we are not uh streaming too much i was telling abby before this that i think like two months ago maybe um we started watching stranger things for the first time and i am still on episode four of season one <laughs> of season oh, one. Man, that's like, a long time like ago. we mm-hmm. do not watch that much tv um right now our daughter's in volleyball season so that's a lot and then um we've got some home renovation things happening and so um mm-hmm. if i get a quiet moment i prefer to read yeah so oh what a nerd I, so what are you reading <laughs> making us look so uneducated and no, lazy i just oh, I, the streaming question. i need like no noise mm-hmm. you know what i mean so some because life is just so noisy do you not so, have an inner dialogue when you read like um, do you hear that no i mean oh, okay i mean i hear what i'm reading yeah i do hear what mm-hmm. i'm reading but like i don't know uh, it's different than the noise of like a tv for me so i just finished um fourth wing okay. uh, by rebecca yaros it's all the rage right now it's so i Again, part of my personality, typically, if things are super popular, I'm like, not going to watch it, mm. and, which is why I'm just now into Stranger Things, like <laughs> however many years ago that was. But um, it's so good, you guys. It is worth the hype. Mm. And it's, um, yeah. It's Sci-fi, not like, fantasy, It's right? not like anything I've ever read. Like, it's fiction, but I don't typically get into, like, fantasy, fantasy. yeah, dragons, not, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. And so I was like, oh, I probably won't like this. I could not put it down, and the second oh, book wow. comes out in November, and I'm like, I cannot wait. Until you have the out. countdown going. A friend right. of mine has already pre-ordered it, and so I've already <laughs> like uh, put myself self-selected uh, to be number two that reads the book. So, <laughs> but you haven't finished one yet either. Oh, I finished oh, okay, it. Okay, okay, gotcha. I finished it in like three days because I could not yeah, put it down. Good. Oh, wow. so that's good. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about you, cool. Abby? Uh, we just recently started Only Murders in the Building. Okay. That's on my list of yeah. what I need to watch. It is yeah. so, awesome. so many people I've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's um, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez. There's the twist at the yeah, end with yeah. Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> like, three, yeah. Their three characters live in the same apartment building in New York City. And a murder happens, and the three of them are like really interested in it, trying to figure out what happened, and they decide to start a podcast about it called okay. Only Murders in the Building. And it is just so good, and it's kind of quirky, but it's 
uh, really heartwarming. You know, Steve Martin and Martin Short are like these, you know, grandfatherly yes, characters to so Selena good. Gomez. They're wonderful in the show. <laughs> I just, I love it so much. And we don't have a whole lot of time to watch TV right now. Yeah. But um, when we get a chance, we're watching the next episode and the next episode and keep going through it. <laughs> it, it, it I mean, it's a comedy, right? But it also yeah. like plays into the true crime, mm-hmm. you know. Fanaticism mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and there it's great because, like, in the last episode, they also like recognize that these true crime podcasts hurt the families of mm-hmm. the person whose story is being told and stuff like that. And so it's kind of going into that aspect of like true crime podcasts, which I thought was really nice. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's on my list. I've got like a note on my phone of shows to watch. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's always longer than I you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like I'm always a year behind. Yes, yeah, but that is on the list. <laughs> yes, for sure. it is very good. Mm-hmm. You should watch it. Our first topic today is a religion news article by Tyler Huckabee titled From Exorcist to Monster, How Hollywood Has Recast Catholicism. Horror movies have long relied on Catholicism as a defense against evil, but after the Catholic Church sex abuse scandal, Catholicism's pride of place in horror movies came crashing down. Recent horror movies such as Midnight Mass show how suspicious horror has become of institutional religion. The Conjuring universe uses Catholic imagery for scares, and the central terror of many horror movies is that the thing once thought safe turns out to be the instrument of destruction. Institutional religion can only attack so many people before its reputation mutates from savior to monster. Filmmakers have deployed some of movies' creepiest boogeymen against evangelicals who also have a darkening reputation. Horror gives shape to our real fears, amplifying the quietest whispers in the darkest parts of our heads. So why do you think religion has played such a big part in horror movies from, you know, being the good guy, doing the exorcisms, you know, being the ones that save them in the end to now being, you know, some of the horrors? I mean, I think it's probably streaming from actual religious trauma that people are facing and what they're dealing with in their daily lives. Uh, that idea, what's more terrifying than something that you once trusted for solace and peace and comfort and safety uh, to become that thing that you're the most afraid of, the thing that can do the most damage. So um, as we've all been inundated with stories of spiritual leaders and their moral failures, uh, scandals, and the terrible things that have happened inside of institutions of faith, not not just Roman Catholicism for sure, um, I mean, it is that classic story of you think it's you're safe, but you're actually not. And mm-hmm. there's something that is an archetype of a story that is just growing and growing. And I think we're seeing it play out in our fictional stories as well, uh, because there is such a tragedy and uh, a terror to um, being attacked by something that you once sought for relief and mm-hmm. safety. And so I'd say that's a huge part of it and mm-hmm. why it's uh, picking up steam, or at least why these stories are now making the faith community, faith leaders, the spiritual aspect, like not the heroes anymore, but the villains. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that'd be my take on that. I think it's also just interesting that in an age of science and skepticism towards any kind of spiritual reality where people are like, well, can't we just put away this thinking about, you know, 
angels and demons and miracles and all these things. It's fascinating in a time where that gets a ton of um, cultural airplay that these stories are still so massive and people are still so drawn to mm-hmm. them. In a time where institutional religion and church attendance is dropping like crazy, um, people are still flocking and drawn towards these stories of spiritual matters. Uh, and I think that's fascinating because mm-hmm. I think that and just my conversations with people that aren't Christians are not part of any organized uh, faith community. Uh, they're still interested in spiritual things, even if it's not inside of a church. Um, I think a lot of times it's because of how they've seen institutions and churches handle things and the dramas and the traumas that have come out of that. That They're like, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. And that's where that divide comes. But man, I just think that people are seeking spirituality more than ever before. Just look at the millions and millions of dollars that have come in through these kind of stories through Hollywood as well. Uh, so I, I'm encouraged that people are, um, they're still interested in things of spirituality <laughs> right. that are not, uh, you know, they're not like turned off to it in having this dualistic, I'm science minded, not spirit minded. I think that's encouraging. Uh, what's discouraging is uh, how it seems to be that religious leaders and religious institutions have shifted from being the heroes to the villains of these mm-hmm. stories. Uh, but I, I think I understand where it's coming from and it's um, disheartening, mm-hmm. but I think everything that's disheartening, you can identify it, know what reality is and then live to tell a different story. Right. Well, but. I wonder if some of it also stems from thinking more of not like these movies where, you know, the demon is the main villain or something like that, but more of like psychological horror movies, uh, my husband and I watched Seven the other day for the first time, and you know the oh, the villain. In the, yeah. box. <laughs> the oh. villain in that I, movie. I have, I have trauma yeah, right yeah, now thinking yeah. about the end of that movie. He's bro. just like this religious nut job killing people based off of the seven deadly sins, mm-hmm. and I think you know you have villains like that because we've actually seen serial killers mm-hmm. where they, whether they believe it or not, claim, "Oh, God told me to do this," mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. So I think. Part of it is, you know, real life where you have people claiming insanity because God told them to do this or they felt, you know, a presence pushing them in this direction and things like that. Yeah, it's like that religious fanaticism, that religious, like, God told me to do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they go and do something heinous, something yeah. so evil. Um, man, why, why don't, why doesn't anybody ever called a religious fanatic for like giving all their money away or like, you <laughs> know, that's, good, that's yeah. fanatic, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. you know, crazy or someone mm-hmm. who refuses to go to war because they believe in peace over, in over violence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that sounds like the religious fanaticism that yeah. would be different, but you hear these people that I heard God told me to mm-hmm. kill everybody is awful. Yeah. 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 I would also like to just confess um, in front of our dozens of listeners on the atypical talk podcast maybe <laughs> uh no that uh i i used to uh blame my wife for not seeing horror movies and scary movies because oh. she didn't like them but, but the reality really is i can't do it either. <laughs> maybe i got soft in my middle age but uh but like it'll be like the new scary movie out and i'm like at like an afternoon the kids are asleep i'm like oh i'm gonna watch this i start it. i'm like nope, nope. Can't do it. <laughs> blame it on megan but it's totally me not very tough no, it will it will always be me abby so no. you can be the connoisseur and tell yes. us the things that we yeah. should watch and then i'll read recaps about it so we can discuss it but i won't actually watch no. it so <laughs> that's right it won't, it won't be me either 
our next topic today is uh, completely flipping the switch here. <laughs> We're talking <Yay>! about <laughs> this uh, school bus driver named Miss Sparkles. She wants to change the world and she's succeeding. It's a Today article by Rachel Paula Abrahamson. Lori Brooks, a school bus driver in Michigan, is known as Miss Sparkles to the kids on her route, and it's easy to see why she earned the nickname. Teresa Weekly, a mother to two of the kids on Brooks' bus, recently filmed Brooks greeting riders on their first day back in the classroom. In the TikTok video, Brooks, a six-year-old grandmother, is shown welcoming each child with a warm hug. She knows every student by name and the names of their parents. What you see in the TikTok video is how she is every day, Weekly says. She's just incredible at making everyone feel special. Brooks wears many hats. Not only does she provide safe transportation to and from school, she's a cheerleader, surrogate mom, and an advice giver. Brooks said, no matter what you do, I think you can change the world a little bit. Everybody has such value in this life. So why do you think a story like this gets so much attention? I mean, it's a school bus driver who's being nice to the students she picks up. But why do you think it gets so much attention? Well, I was going to say, Joel, you had school bus drivers growing up, right? Or did your parents take you to school? No, I, I, I rode <laughs> okay, the bus, yeah, the for bus, sure. Yeah. You know, my kids uh, will ride the bus. Yes. Uh, well, I was going to say, Abby, did you ride the bus? No. Um, <laughs> my dad was a school bus driver. <laughs> I, rode, cool. I rode the bus one time. But not all school bus drivers, I would say, have this same... Uh, Demeanor? Yeah, yes, I can't. <laughs> I couldn't think of the right word. Yeah, attitude. <laughs> They're not all the same. Um, so Warm I and think, fuzzy. <laughs> yes. So I think that's why, like, this article in particular is getting so much attention because it's not the norm. I don't think. And so I love that about her so much because it does make such a difference. I did have um, one very amazing bus driver for several years, um, Winnie Rocky, who I loved. Um, <laughs> And so it does make a difference because school is hard and, you know, friendships as kids are hard and as adults. And (laughs) um, so I just think if you have that person that you see when you get on the bus in the morning and they're excited, it's going to just kind of set the tone for your whole day or your kids. And so um, I... I just love it. Yeah. I uh, love that she knows all their names yeah. and their parents' names and their siblings and stuff because people want to be known. Like, they want to be called by name, not just like, hey, kid. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's it probably catches traction because it's it, it, it elevates um, us from niceness to kindness. Yeah. Like, it's not just uh, peace keeping doing the bare minimum making sure not to rock the boat but this is kindness this is going the extra mile this is um, adding value to the kids that she serves she's not just taking them from point a to point b she sees herself the article says as a cheerleader you know Mm -hmm. surrogate mom and an advice giver like a safe place for these kids Mm -hmm. and i just think that's such a beautiful picture of Mm -hmm. going into a job that in church, you might say it's like a secular job. It's not like a spiritual job, but she's bringing mm-hmm. who she is um, into that job to add value and to bring um, joy and to be a safe place for those kids to where they're known and they're um, loved and accepted. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because it's not just nice. Nice would be opening it up yeah. and saying, Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. And then closing the door, which is fine, but that's normal. And yeah. this is uh, not normal. This is mm-hmm. extraordinary. And I think what a great 
challenge for all of us in the work that we do to not just do the bare minimum just to do what's on the role description or to do what's just there, but to do it uh, with that extra uh, thing to make somebody feel special, to add value to them. I remember hearing John Maxwell, um, who's a pastor, author, leadership expert guy. Um, and I remember him say uh, once, like every day uh, he was trying to add value to three people that he would come in contact with, not just to have an interaction, but to add value to them. Sometimes that was encouraging them. Sometimes that was helping them and assisting them. Sometimes that was just catching them, do something right and saying way to go. Um, and I just love that picture. And I think that's what Miss Sparkles is up to. And I think that's why it sort of yeah. grabs our attention because it's not the ordinary bus driver story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a really grumpy bus driver. Who, <laughs> I'm not going to say his name because he's, he's probably not with us anymore. But he, I, anyway, uh, but he, uh, he just like just yelled at us. And yeah. it was like we were a bother. Sit down. You know, sit down, yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, that kind of a thing. So um, I, I, I love that. I think it's, yeah. it's important. It's something that we can all take with us into whatever work we do is like, how are we adding value mm-hmm. to the people that we interact with um, every day? I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Your dad was a bus driver. I had no idea. Yes. Fascinated yeah. by that now. Side for, note. <laughs> for a short while, yeah, he was a bus driver. Kind of like in between, you know, he was preaching at one church and then that church closed down. In between yeah. preaching at the next church, he was a bus driver for a I while. I remember that it's actually a really great job for pastors to have yeah. a little side gig because you do it in the morning, they do a little bit in the afternoon. And yeah, yeah. Got all the space mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, we had a worship pastor at a previous church and he drove a bus too. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always just fascinated by the stories that come off the bus. Yeah. Lucas's grandma was a bus driver, too. You come from a long lineage. Uh, Yep. So my next question is, uh, growing up, did you have someone in your life that left an impact on you like Miss Sparkles does to these kids? Well, yeah. I'm sure a lot. Yeah. yeah. I had one person come to my mind immediately. It was um, the, the church that I grew up in um, she was a Sunday school teacher and she was kind of like my Mr. Feeney of growing up in church because I feel like she followed me and people that were around my age all the way to become like our youth group leader at some point too um, but from children's church to Sunday school to uh, youth group um, it was Miss Patty was is her name and uh, she just was always so encouraging to me I just I would like leave her presence and I would just feel better I would feel like I was special and that I could do anything that I believed I could if I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it was that kind of belief. It was that I mattered and um, she just deeply cared about me. And um, it was kind of, it's kind of cool. Like when my wife and I were even talking, considering starting Bridgeway, the church that we're at, that we help plant. Um, she was one of the people that reached out to me and I got to connect with her and she's like, you could do this. I believe in you. This is so oh, awesome. Yeah. And her and her husband wrote a big check to help us get off the ground too. And um, just that kind of belief, that love, that like faithfulness um, in my life for many, many years of caring for me and teaching me. And um, I'm really grateful for Miss Patty. I wish everybody had a Miss Patty. In their <laughs> life. Yeah. That's what came to my mind immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Abby? Yeah, so growing up... Um, I mean, she's still my mom's best friend, but... Her, uh, I thought you were going to say she's still my mom. I thought you were talking about your mom. Really, well, I mean, she's still my mom. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> your mom's best friend. No. Yeah. Uh, we called her Mrs. Poole growing up, but um, she has just always been someone that's, you know, been there for us and encouraged us, babysat us a lot growing up, and 
She still, you know, is encouraging me. She listens to the podcast. Oh, what's up, Miss Poole? But no, she's just an amazing woman and someone that I look up to. I mean, she does a lot of work with refugees and just is an amazing woman. Yeah, so I really look up to her, and she's someone that you know first came to mind when we I was reading this article. Yeah. Um, somebody that, uh, has always been super supportive of me. I mean, obviously you'd like to think that like all of your relatives would always be super supportive, (laughs) you know, but I mean, that's not necessarily reality (laughs) for everyone. Um, but my grandpa, uh, who I, we affectionately call the grandmaster most of the time because he (laughs) was a part of the international order of odd fellows. He's still is i think but at one point held the title of like grandmaster it was one of their things but anyways um and he had to give a speech just a random side note had to give a speech one time and at the very end it said the grandmaster has spoken and i will never forget that as long as i live that's funny <laughs> so even when he prays for like thanksgiving <laughs> lunch now uh, at the end that's what i say but um no we still talk like every week and if i haven't talked to him in a week like he is calling me and checking in and i'm just super supportive of what we're doing here at the church and like when i came on here at the church um you know not everybody was as encouraging because it was brand new Mm -hmm. and you know that's scary and you don't know like is it gonna stick is it gonna last you know and but it didn't matter like he was just very encouraging of me just taking the leap and seeing what would happen and he's just always been very involved in the community and giving back he's still (laughs) where he goes to church he loaded up like over a hundred bags of mulch the other day and like spread them over multiple days because i mean he couldn't do them all in a day but i'm like are there no young people at your church (laughs) that can do this but like he enjoys it and that's how he gives back and he pulls their weeds and all sorts Mm -hmm. of stuff so anyways he's just always been such a great example of um just being a servant leader and then also just how to encourage the younger generation kind of coming up behind you so yeah he's great that's awesome Mm -hmm. Our last article today, this is one that Allison sent me. It's a Fox News article by Bradford Betts titled, Texas Church Experiments with AI-Generated Service Uses Chat GPT for Worship, Sermon, and Original Song. With artificial intelligence seemingly infiltrating every facet of our lives, one church decided to experiment with the technology for one of its services last week. The Violet Crown City Church, located in Austin, Texas, held an AI-generated service on Sunday. This Sunday, we're entering somewhat uncharted territory by letting ChatGPT create the order of worship, prayers, sermon, liturgy, and even an original song for our 10 a.m. service, the church wrote on its official Facebook page. The purpose is to invite us to consider the nature of truth and challenge our assumptions about what God can make sacred and inspired. The church acknowledged such an experiment would be easy to write off, but encouraged its members to keep an open mind. One church attendee said he was able to worship, but the service ultimately lacked the human touch. I'm not sure that AI can actually express the emotions of love and kindness and empathy. So what do you guys think of this article? (laughs) Uh, Allison, I'll let you go first. I 
could not believe that this was a thing that was actually happening. <laughs> it sounds like a onion headline yes. or a Babylon Bee yes. thing, right? Like, is this a joke? Um, but then I Googled a little more and like there was another church in Germany that did the same really? thing. And they even had screens with AI generated images of people up there giving the sermons. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the comments were similar to this one that was in this article that said like, the content was okay, but like these bots, for lack of a better word, that were up there, like just lacked emotion. Like it was just very deadpan, you know, oh, their faces. And so, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that just seems. Uh, so I'm just fascinated by this because I don't use Chat GPT like mm-hmm. ever. Oh, um, not at all. Well, we, when it first came out, I did a couple things, mm. but like since then, I haven't got. I only everything. say that because it's been writing my sermons for three months. Right. I, yeah. Every yeah. single word. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds just it. like That's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just fascinating because mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how you would um, you know implement that emotion and kind of that personal like. Yeah the examples and just i don't know the soul the soul yeah, of the yeah. whole thing mm-hmm. yeah That's, and even yeah. if it's like oh it learns how you talk and uh, okay but yeah it doesn't know me mm-hmm. i don't know there's a it's the it's the soul right like <laughs> mm-hmm. and i'm gonna sound like old man over here and maybe i'll <laughs> change my tune but i don't know like it just it feels like yes ai can dispense information mm-hmm but Christianity and the story of Jesus is an embodied story. The whole story of the scriptures is an embodied story. It's it's not just a voice. Mm-hmm. It's not just a guide. It's about a person. And it's actually the person of God who took on a body and walked among us and connected with other real people. And he was fully God and yet fully man who hurt and who weeped and who was hungry and who was tired. And that's what connects with Mm -hmm. us soul to soul. And that's the power of having a real life person um, sharing a message on a Sunday morning, because if it's done well, you see the ache, the pain, the real, Mm -hmm. not, this is not relatable. This is not a dispenser of information. I mean, that's one thing. And information's great. And information's a part of that. But it's an embodied story, flesh and bones and blood and tears and dirt and all these things matter. Um, and I think they matter so much to the the story of God and what God's ultimately going to do, not just to like suck our souls out of here to go to some disembodied heaven, but to restore everything here and we'll have new bodies that Jesus had a new body after the resurrection. We'll have a body like that. Like that's the where the story's going. And so I just have this this thing where I'm like, I want to put more soul into church and I want to put more soul and flesh and bones and our hands getting dirty, our knees getting scraped, uh, dirt under our fingernails because we're like in this world and, uh, and it's just, it's people and it's real. And I love that so much. Uh, real nerdy just for a moment. Uh, one of the very first heresies that was actually, um, Many people think that the writings of John the disciple and many writings of Paul in the New Testament were trying to fight against some of these heresies happening in the very first century. It's under this big umbrella called Gnosticism. And Gnosticism uh, taught many things, but Gnosticism uh, was really led by this cornerstone thinking that there is a truth and there is a reality that you can't see. And the goal is to understand and experience this mysterious secret thing that you can't see on this side of life. And so 
That's why we need to go someplace else. We need to get out of here. Our bodies don't matter. What we eat doesn't matter. How we have a sexual ethic towards other people doesn't matter. It's all about going someplace else in our minds. And I think in some ways, like if we take the soul and the body and the people out of church and we make it just about dispensing information, it's another form of Gnosticism today. It's another form of saying you don't need to have a person and it's not people to people. It's not a community. It's a head experiment. And you can share that head experiment through an AI generated voice. And it's just not the same. Yeah, no, um, not at all. And so I, 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 I just... I'm trying to, and I'll, and I'll use elements of AI. I mean, honestly, chat GPT is really cool. Like I'll be like in, and of course I'm always thinking about the Roman empire cause I'm a guy, <laughs> and, uh, but no, I'll be like, okay, so in the Roman empire, like w- how were women treated? What would, were they considered uh, good witnesses in court? Were they mm-hmm. considered to be li- um, like reliable witnesses in court or all these different kinds of things? And it'll give me great information. Yeah. And then what I can do from that information is I can bring it through my personality and the way I communicate and what I can learn from it. And then a real person can dispense the information mm-hmm. with soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so overall, kudos to church trying to experiment right. new ways to do things. <laughs> I just think that this is going in the in different direction than I, w- I think that the church should be moving towards, mm-hmm. which is more hyper-local, more hyper-personal, more relationship, mm-hmm. hyper-relationship. Because um, I think that's ultimately the arc of the story of where the narrative's going is um, flesh and bones mm-hmm. and blood and dirt and this good world that God's restoring that we get to be a part of. And um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, heresy, heresy. No, I'm not going to say <laughs> that. I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, I, I just, I, I want to, I want to push it a different here. way. It's just a it's different, a different thing, and um, it's just all interesting. I feel again, yeah. I feel like nobody watched any of the Terminator movies to know where this head's <laughs> heading. I'm just like the crazy person in the corner being like, "Watch Terminator 2. This doesn't end well for us." Yeah. Uh, I'm just say. like, oh, did everybody else get a week off? Is that how this works? <laughs> well, like, somebody the had to feed us the information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The other funny thing, and maybe we can find this image, but like, uh, they're, they're, they've been feeding some Bible verses and stories into ChatGPT and AI, and it's been creating images. And this is where the soul and interpretation is so hard, and it just doesn't mm-hmm. work yet. There'll be like the story of Jesus flipping over tables, and there's this picture. Oh, I love yeah, for us I to find. I, I love that. for us to put this in the show notes, but it's a picture of Jesus doing like a backflip yeah, over like, a table, like parkour, yeah, parkour yeah. over it. And I'm like, ooh, that's why there's no like soul yeah. and interpretation because it literally says Jesus flipped over tables, yeah. and yeah. then what is ChatGPT hearing? He's doing a hardcore parkour over the tables. I saw it too. That's It'll probably funny. learn a little bit later, but yeah. it's just an interesting thing that like uh, yeah. it, that's why I think we, people and our interpretation yeah. and mm-hmm. scholars and things we can learn and experiences and conversations they all matter because yeah. uh, we can find ourselves in an interesting place with Jesus <laughs> you know 2,000 years from now somebody finds that image so this is what it what? meant yeah it all it makes sense so now. flexible and athletic. yeah it all makes sense <laughs> I don't know Abby what do you what do you think what are some of your reactions to thinking about church and AI I mean I think it it feels a little bit lazy. I mean, I know that's not wasn't their intention. You know, yeah. intention not like here. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. It it feels a little bit lazy, and then also it just like they said, it just feels not personal. Yeah. Like There's no emotion. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't think there's a way. I know, like, people are saying, oh, AI is going to take over jobs. I don't think it's going to take over churches. Mm-hmm. Like, you still need that human connection because a church wouldn't be a church without those human connections mm-hmm. and those relationships that you can actually create and not just, you know, AI-generated nonsense yeah Yeah. (laughs) knowledge yeah Yeah. if if, and we say this a lot around our church our faith community at bridgeway is like church is not a service that you go to it's not Mm -hmm. a program or a show that you watch church is a community on mission Mm -hmm. that you're a part of yeah and you have that gathering point because we all need that rally but the goal is not just to gather but it's to scatter Mm -hmm. and when we gather there's people and relationships and all those things that's what makes church church not a guy or a woman on stage talking not the three songs not Mm -hmm. all the other trappings of it church is a community in Right. To make it a community, we need each other and we need relationships and AI is just, I'm not shipping it. I'm not shipping it yet. It's not there yet. We, you know, like 10 day. years from now, we're going to be like, oh, look how old we all are. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think yeah. so. But the we'll see. Not real. We'll no, see. Internet thing, it might be it's sticking around. Stick <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of Atypical Talk. If you have any topics uh, or questions or anything like that you can send those to atypicaltalkpod at gmail.com make sure to follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok at atypicaltalkpod and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to get updates when new episodes go live we hope that these conversations today help you think wider love deeper and partner with god to bring the up there down here in your everyday life thanks for listening Mm -hmm.